Welcome to the Naked Party Time Podcast, where we get real and raw about life, leadership, and love. While having lots of fun along the way. So what do you say? Are you ready to get naked? Let's do it. If we don't cultivate every area of intimacy in marriage, we'll be in danger of being great roommates, but only average spouses. Wow. And I don't want to be an average spouse. Me neither. That's what we want to talk about today in episode 20 of the Naked Party Time podcast as we discuss the five levels of intimacy. Welcome back or welcome for the very first time to the mm-hmm. podcast. My name is Jeff Manis and I'm your host. I'm joined by the legendary princess herself. I feel like I should sit like this. <laughs> My wife, Sabrina. <laughs> legendary princess. How do you feel about that, Sabrina? Um... I kind of like it. I do prefer queen, I think, because yep. queens are higher than princesses, okay. you know, so All right. I want to be the top. All right. So to help make sense of what we're talking about here, on Sunday at Element, we started a series uh, called God Has a Name. I'm the pastor of Element Church in Cheyenne, Wyoming, if you don't know. Uh, to k- kick off the sermon, I talked about the meaning of names, and I shared the meaning of my name, Pledge of Peace. You didn't want to say amen or anything to that? Um, uh, no, Acknowledge not. how well I've lived that out in your life, that I am a pledge of peace? Hmm. I, I don't know that I think Jeff and peace oh, in the wow. same sentence. Looks like we have a whole other podcast to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I was preparing for the sermon, I asked Sabrina if she knew what her name meant, and you didn't know what it meant, which I was surprised. I actually didn't know it. I've learned mine before, but I never, oh, I didn't know off the top yeah, of my head. So I looked up, up what your name meant, and I'm not making this up. But the name Sabrina literally means from the Severn River area. And I have no idea where that is. And I don't want to know why your parents uh, named you that. Maybe they visited there 44 years ago. (laughs) I do know that um, my parents are going back between between the names of Lisa or Sabrina. Okay. So I, I ended up doing a little bit more research and found out that Sabrina can also mean legendary princess. It would have been more awesome if it meant legendary queen Yes. since I recently started calling you uh, my queen, but it, it doesn't mean that. It means legendary princess. So I haven't told you this yet, uh, but in Hebrew, the name Sabrina comes from a root word that means thorny but sweet. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. describes me. So I thought that was a great descriptor of you. Sometimes you can come across a bit thorny, this but is inside you are super sweet. And by the way, the T (laughs) is a very important letter when you say the meaning of your name, thorny. Could you remove that T? Well, I guess it would fit what we're talking about with intimacy. Yes, Yes, I just went there. (laughs) All that to say, we are really digressing here. Uh, You have uh, a legendary princess and a pledge of peace here to walk you through the five levels of intimacy. (laughs) If you haven't yet, you might want to go back and listen to episode 18 and 19 of the podcast, where we are, uh, we're kind of in the middle of a series of podcasts called Marriage on Mission. In episode 19, we started talking about intimacy, but felt like this was such an important and massive subject that we needed to go on a tangent and spend some more time just talking about intimacy itself. So on this podcast, we'll talk about the five levels of intimacy, and they relate to anyone, not just married couples, by the way. So for our single people out there, this is for you too. Then on episode 21, which will drop on April 27th, we'll dive into the sexual aspect of intimacy in marriage with an episode we are calling, Let's Talk About Sex. Baby. (laughs) 
was good. Uh, if you know the song, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're bad if you know it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, we'd love to answer some questions that anyone may have about anything on the podcast. If you have a question or an episode idea even, uh, we're up for that. You can drop us a comment on social media, uh, Jeff G. Manis uh, on social media. And for Sabrina, it's sabrina.manis on Instagram and just Sabrina Manis on Facebook, I believe. Uh, Or you can email us, hello at jeffmanis.com. So let's dive into our discussion about intimacy I've been thinking about this one for a while, and I'm sure I will continue to do some thinking on it. But as I see it, and as I've shared with you, Sabrina, I think there are five levels of intimacy in life. And intimacy, by the way, is so much more than just sex. Right. We joke about the sexual aspect of it. We think about that when we say intimacy. But I think in our over-sexualized, even hyper-sexualized culture, we've turned intimacy into a synonym for sex. Right. And it can be used as a synonym. When you say intimate, you most often are talking about sex, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. It can include that, but it's it's more than that. And specifically, as we talk about marriage on mission, intimacy not only can include sex, it should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In marriage, that word intimacy should includes your your sexuality with one another. In fact, it, it should include all five levels of intimacy in right. marriage. I started the podcast saying this, if we don't cultivate every area of intimacy in marriage, we'll be in danger of being great roommates, but only average spouses. So what do you think about that, Sabrina? Yeah, I, I just, it makes me sad. Like, I want to be more than just your roommate. I, I, I don't want to just live with anybody. I want to live with purpose and yeah. on purpose yep. and for a purpose. Yep. Yep. If you're watching on YouTube, by the way, you might see our dog walking in and out. <laughs> Holly is joining us on the podcast today. Uh, she's being pretty quiet. Now she's laying under the podcast table, but uh, I just saw her tail pop up by oh. you. So it's probably showing up on, on the YouTube uh, video. So if you're joining us on YouTube, uh, glad you're here and you might see Holly today. Um, In their book, An Impossible Marriage, which we have referenced quite a bit here recently uh, on the podcast by Lori and Matt Krieg, Lori said this, it's a little bit uh, lengthy of a quote, but it's, it's, it's along that idea of being roommates. Right. She said this, eight years into our marriage, we were still friends, but I didn't have to be married to Matt to be Mm -hmm. his friend. We communicated well, but we were both generally good communicators. We could have fun together, but we could have fun with many people. We loved Jesus, but our relationship with him seemed individual to each of us. We worked well together. Our house stayed clean. The bills were paid. Our Mm. kids were cared for. But was that fruit of a solid, rich, deep marriage? Wow. Our therapist described our relationship as cordial, and he was right. Mm. We just, and then she put dot, 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 lived. Mm. The only difference for us was that sex was off the table. And there are more married couples, including straight ones, than we realize who are just like us in this area. Man, that makes me so sad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I say we need to cultivate every area of intimacy in our marriages. Otherwise, we'll end up just being great roommates. Right. Which, by the way, I know this episode isn't the sex one, but I do think the lack of sexual intimacy in marriages is often the fruit of a lack Mm -hmm. of intimacy somewhere else in the marriage. Right. Not always, but a lot of the times. 
That's why cultivating every area of intimacy is so important and why we are taking two full episodes mm -hmm. to talk about it. And this, by the way, is a bigger problem than I think many people might believe or think. Right, so right. check this out. 20% of U.S. couples live in what's called a non-sexual marriage. Mm. A non-sexual marriage is a couple who has had sex fewer than 10 times in a year. 20% of marriages are considered non-sexual. And then 2% of marriages are considered sexless marriages meaning there has been no sexual intimacy for over a year. Hmm. And then 15% of marriages have not had sex in the last six months. Wow. So 20% have had sex less than 10 times in the last year. That's one out of every five couples. Oh, wow. I'm so not then, even having sex once a month. So then you look at your friends, your couple of friends, and you're like, man, makes me so sad. Yep. Now, we're going to talk about some of the very real reasons why that may be the case yeah. next week. And there are some real reasons why that could be the case. But I think a lot of it might have to do with the fact that we aren't being as intimate in the other areas mm -hmm. as we think we are. Right. How many couples even sit down and look at their life like Lori laid out and realize that they are roommates? Yep. We live such busy, chaotic, kid uh, worlds that we don't even realize that yep. we're coming and going and doing all the things, but not really doing all the things. Yep. So you might need to go, oh, there's Holly right there. You might need to go make sure doors are shut. Yeah. It's okay. Upstairs. Okay. No, here downstairs. Oh, they are. Okay. <laughs> Our dog's like aimlessly walking around the basement and she's notorious for getting into things. So I want to well, make she, sure she is a baby. Yeah. She's only 10 months old. Yeah. But she's a good dog. Yeah. All right, she's walking in and out of the... I think she's going to be seen in the YouTube video, which is hilarious. Okay, uh, so what are the five levels of intimacy? And this was funny to me. Whenever I say five levels of intimacy, you know what I think of? It's the movie Elf. When he talks about his journey, he says, I passed, I passed through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, through the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops, and then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> I think of that when I say five levels of intimacy, I think of the five, seven levels of the candy cane force. But oh once goodness. again, I digress. Here we go. What are the five levels of intimacy? Sabrina, I want you to give us the first one. Physical intimacy. Physical intimacy. And I hesitated using physical because what do we automatically think of? Sex. Yeah. We think that means sex. But I, I couldn't think of another word to use yeah. besides physical, so I'm, I'm using that. And, and, and So let me explain. This yeah. is the lowest level of intimacy you can experience in life. And I think we experience it every single day yeah. unless literally you're a hermit and live by yourself and you don't ever, ever, ever interact with anybody else. So when I say physical intimacy, I'm talking about just sharing the same space with someone in life, being in proximity to someone else. In this sense, we experience physical intimacy all the time. Right. Literally, every interaction you have with someone is a form of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Because I, you or I, we've given them permission into that specific space in my life. Yeah. And that's an intimate act to allow someone into proximity with you. That's why when someone enters into our space without permission, mm. it can feel so violating or, or uncomfortable. Right. When someone sits next to you and doesn't ask if that seat's taken or, or when someone like, especially now in our, you know, mm. 
coming out of the COVID world, when someone stands super close to you right. in line, you know, you're like, wait a minute, like they're invading my space. That's because we're experiencing a form of intimacy. We've hmm. allowing them into our our bubble. Every waiter or wait, waitress you encounter, a clerk at the store, a coworker, like whatever it is. When we interact with people in the same space in life, we are experiencing the very base level of intimacy. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, that's good. It's, we probably don't, we haven't really thought about that no, before. Probably. No, but it's, it is a level of intimacy. Yeah. And we actually need this level of intimacy mm. in life. Sure. So, uh, sociologists and scientists have study after study that show the damaging effects mm. of not being around people. Hmm. being in isolation. I think this lack of physical intimacy and proximity is one of the biggest culprits in the rise of depression, anxiety, and suicide in the last year as, yeah. as we've walked through the most isolated year in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, in most people's lifetime, this is the most isolated year we've ever had due to COVID. And for our single friends, this was was and had to be incredibly difficult. Right. Especially if there was, if you lived in areas where literally you were on lockdown. Right. Like this had to be so, so difficult. In our marriages, this goes back to the first core value we have in our marriage mission that we talked about in, in the last episode, that it's, it's being together. Yeah. We just want to live life together, together in proximity. Like we're both pretty laid back when it comes to what we do in life. As long as we are together, like we're good. We'll right. pretty much do anything as long as we're doing it uh, together. So you you have physical intimacy. Sabrina, any thoughts on that? No, I, I just, I think that's good to kind of shine the light into that and for us to pay attention because we all have our bubbles, you know, and we don't necessarily want everybody coming into our bubble, yep. but some people will let into our yep. bubble, but the people that you come in contact with or interact with or talk at the store, I mean, that is intimacy on yep. a level. And I don't know that I've ever, you just do it. I don't yeah. know that you actually like think about yep. it. Yep. And and as, as introverts, it's, it's both you and I are introverts. And if you're listening and you're an introvert, um, this form of intimacy, this lowest level is one that we don't, we're mo- very uncomfortable with. Right. Because I, we don't want to be around right. people, but we need it. Yeah. Yeah, we do need it. Like, I don't care for small talk, especially if I'm talking to another introvert and they're giving me nothing back. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, big gulps. I, tell I people, don't know. Yep. After the weather and the latest sports information, I've pretty much got nothing to talk yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sabrina, why don't you give us the second level of intimacy then? Okay. The second one is relational intimacy. Relational intimacy. So now this has moved beyond just the physical sharing of space or exchanging of goods and services. This has moved now into a give and take relationship. Now there's an actual agreed upon, whether it's a formal agreement or not, there's a relationship happening. This is where you get to know someone. Friendships all experience at least this level of intimacy. Right. Even people that you're just acquaintances with. Yes, acquaintances, yeah. Same thing. You have this level of intimacy with, it's a relational intimacy. It may have started with a chance meeting of someone in a restaurant, a party, a sporting event, church, or whatever, Yeah. uh, where you you had that lower level of physical intimacy, but now you've advanced, if you will, Mm. to the level of relational intimacy. And again, we all experience this level. All of us have people that we are relationally intimate with. 
And at this level of intimacy, you're at least being authentic with each other. You're, you're not necessarily being vulnerable yet, right? but you're being authentic. And you might want to go back and listen to episode nine of the podcast called ATV of Relationships, where we talked about being authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. And, uh, and I won't make you say that word because you can't say it. I know. Thanks. Yep. So, uh, but that I, I really, uh, I, that was one of my favorite episodes we did as we talked about, you know, being authentic, transparent, and vulnerable in, right. in relationships and what that means. But we'll put a link to that in the show notes. You might want to go back and listen to that. Relational intimacy doesn't require much depth. <laughs> you're, you're being authentic, but you're not being vulnerable. So there's not a whole lot of, of depth there. Which, again, would go back to anxiety, depression, and suicide. Yes, you yeah. can hide that yep. in relational intimacy yep. and put on a face, and nobody yep. will know the inside of you because you're not given that. Yep, and you think you're being intimate. Again, we've got to get past the sexuality of that word. Right. You think you're being intimate with someone because now, well, we're friends. Mm-hmm. But you're really not being right at a deep level of intimacy because you're just surface level. Right. So um, I have lots of people in my life, as you do, who I would love to go to a ball game with, watch a movie with, even share a meal together, but I wouldn't be comfortable opening up to them emotionally or spiritually, Yeah. which are going to be the next two levels of intimacy we, we look at. And this is where I believe many marriages start to struggle. Hmm. This is where it starts. Obviously, they're, they well, have physical intimacy because yeah, they're around each other. Yeah, and that's roommates, you're living together. right? Yep, yeah. You're living together. Yeah. You, you at least have agreed upon we're going to live in the same house. Right. But I think there are many couples who are great friends, mm-hmm. but they struggle being great spouses hmm. because they don't continue to go deeper in their intimacy. They start to hide things from one another Hmm. or they hold back in being fully transparent and vulnerable with one another. And I'm not talking about even hiding sin necessarily. I'm talking about just hiding emotions, feelings, dreams, ambitions, frustrations, struggles, Hmm. emotions, whatever it is. Uh, And when you do that, whenever you start holding back things in your marriage, it will begin to hold your marriage back. Yeah. Let me say that again because that was good. (laughs) Whenever you start holding back things in your marriage, it will begin to hold your marriage back. Mm, Thoughts on that? Yeah, I just feel like that's so true because when you're not sharing those things, well, you're isolating yourself, you know, when you're not being real and honest and transparent. And then that's where the enemy does his best job in isolation and darkness and secrets. Ah. Yep. So Holly is definitely showing her face now. She's coming at us. I think she wants to be petted. Uh, So you have physical intimacy, relational intimacy. Now go ahead and share the third level of intimacy. Emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy. This is the place where you start to allow people into a much deeper part of your life. Yeah. And you got to be pretty far along into the relational intimacy to let someone in here. And again, we should be experiencing all of these in our marriages. Yeah. And we experience these first, and we can experience these first three so far in other relationships as well. Right. You can experience emotional intimacy with someone who's not your spouse. Right. In fact, I think we should experience that mm-hmm. with someone who is not our spouse. Do you need to go put her in I, her dog she's kennel? Fine. Okay. She's fine. In, in fact, out of the five levels of in- intimacy, we actually need the first four to thrive in life. 
the only one we don't need, as I use air quotes, to thrive in life is the last one. Right. Sexual intimacy. We don't need sex as human beings. <laughs> However, I do believe we need sex to thrive in marriage. Right. Well, God designed it that way. Sexual intimacy, if our marriages are going to thrive, is a need for the marriage. Right. Not a need for life. No, you but can live without it. It's a it. need for the marriage, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Emotional intimacy, if you listen to or 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 need to go listen to the ATV podcast, this would be the transparent part of our relationships. Yeah. So emotional intimacy, intimacy is where you begin to share your feelings with someone, mm -hmm. like how you're really feeling. Yes. Throw it's, off the highlight reel, yes. take the mask off, and share. It's peeling back another layer of your heart. Yes. Which is hard to do. It's letting someone into you know, that secret part of your life. Right. This is actually the place I believe most affairs are born. Yes, I agree with that, 100%. Most, of, most sexual affairs are not born in the sexual realm. No, you don't just walk up to somebody and start kissing. Right, right. Uh, they're, they're born in the emotional realm. You're going to need to go put her away. Okay. Okay, pardon us while we get rid of our dog here for a moment. We thought it might work, but it's not going to. I'm just going to keep on going. Okay. This is, you guys are getting real and raw right now. So most affairs are born in the emotional realm. Uh, again, this is why it's so important in our marriages to be cultivating every level of intimacy. Each level builds upon the last one and leads into the next one. So if you aren't experiencing emotional intimacy with your spouse, guess what the enemy's going to do? Try and get you an emotional connection to someone else because he knows where that could eventually lead to a sexual encounter. To our married listeners out there, what are you doing to cultivate your emotional intimacy? I know that sharing your feelings, your true feelings, is not always the easiest or most desirable thing to do, but it's a, it's a necessary part of our intimacy to share those feelings with one another. Welcome back to the podcast, Sabrina, Thanks. if you guys are watching on YouTube. Sorry for all the interruptions. Uh, to our single listeners, what are you doing mm. to cultivate emotional intimacy with someone? Because you need that. Right. You need to have someone in your life that you can emotionally be real and raw with. I know you stepped out there, but any, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I just, what comes to mind, especially for single people, is you need to be in a small group. Mm. Like you need to have community. Yes. You need to be in church. If you physically, and it's safe for you to be in church, you need to be in church and attending with a body of believers, yep. worshiping with a body of believers. Like, I feel like if you're living on your own, you need that more than yeah. married people. Yes, yeah, because yeah, if you're if you're if you're by yourself, you yeah, you need that even more mm -hmm. because you, you don't have the instant access that a, that a married person might have to that emotional support. Right, right. Or and you need that. You need the instant access to someone. They may right. not be living with you. Right. So we have physical intimacy. We have relational intimacy. We have emotional intimacy, and many marriages do great at these three. But now we are getting to the most deep and intimate parts of life. So Sabrina, share the fourth level of intimacy. So the fourth one is spiritual intimacy. And when I say spiritual, again, I couldn't think of another word. I'm not just talking about faith. Right. Like this is the level of intimacy where you have a deep soul connection to someone. Hmm. So think Jonathan and David yeah. in the Old Testament. 
they had a spiritually intimate connection. They were, they were, the, the Bible even says their love for one another was deeper than a love for a woman. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So they, but so that, that's what, that's what I mean by when I say spiritual, it's a, it's a, it's a soul connection mm-hmm. with, with someone else. And you don't even have to believe in God or be a Christian to have spiritual intimacy right, with someone. Right. Uh, this, this now is the vulnerable part of your life. Mm-hmm. Now you are, you are revealing everything. And that's, again, go back to episode nine, the ATV of relationships. And we talk about, yeah. uh, about this in detail. If you want any relationship to thrive at the highest level, mm-hmm. at the highest level, especially our marriage relationships, you need to be authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. Yeah. You have to get to this spiritual connection to have the highest level of thriving in any relationship, including your marriage. This is now sharing the deepest and darkest parts of your life with someone. It's holding mm-hmm. nothing back and withholding nothing from. Man, I love that. There's so much growth yeah. when you live this kind of life. So much that Jesus can use you, shine in you, work through you. Yep. So good. So anything that person needs, I'll give. Mm-hmm. And Everything I should share, I share. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I love it. So this is how God intended marriage from the beginning. This is the meaning behind our podcast name, (laughs) the Naked Party Time Podcast, that we want to be naked, Mm -hmm. both emotionally and spiritually with one another. And we desire that for people's marriage relationships. Genesis 2.25 says this about Adam and Eve. Now the man and his wife were both naked, (laughs) but they felt no shame. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That spiritual intimacy is being naked with someone fully exposed (laughs) relationally, emotionally, and spiritually, and there's no shame, no condemnation. In a marriage, you could also add naked physically as well, which obviously would would be a part of the sexual intimacy that we'll get into. Which sadly, I think some marriages can skip all the others and go right to naked physically. So they have that connection, the oneness in a sense, but not really the oneness oneness in how God designed it because they're missing the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. You can have sex, which is the last level of intimacy in a marriage. Because it feels good. God designed yeah. it for it to feel good. You can have sex and and disregard the other four levels and your marriage won't thrive. Right. And you'll be like, why is my marriage working? We're having sex. Well, you're missing all the other yep. parts. Or you can do you can do all four. If you're married, you can do the first four all the way through spiritual. But if you are not connecting sexually, you might stay together. You might make it all the way to the end in your marriage. Right. But it, you're not going to thrive at the highest level. Right. There'll be dead parts in you. Yes. Because there's you're not darkness. fully one. Yeah. So, um, as the uh, no, it's fine. Uh, this is good. As the levels of intimacy get greater, the number of people who make the cut get smaller. Yeah. Well, that goes back to those stats we yep. read at the beginning. No, I mean, I mean, the number of people that that you al- allow oh, into allow that in. level. Okay, sure, sure, sure. But but that's that's true as well. Yeah. But I think the. Ma- the numbers of people who are experiencing all five levels get smaller 
right. the deeper it goes. Yeah. It, it, we're going back to those stats we shared earlier. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yes. I, I'm saying in our, like the less people we allow yeah. into that level. Right. So there, there are too many people in my life to count that I have physical intimacy with. Right. And went to Starbucks today to get us drinks. I had physical intimacy with, you know, the barista that gave us our what? coffee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I get that word out of our mind, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people I have relational intimacy with. A lot. Yeah. There are a few who I have emotional emotional intimacy with. I, mean, I, I could give you then a very short list of names that I have true spiritual intimacy with. Which it should be that way, right? Yes. And my wife being one of them. You're on that very, very short list of people. Right. That, yes. And it should be that way. Mm-hmm. When I get to that level, like it should be a very short list of people who I am truly spiritually intimate with. Mm-hmm. And spiritual intimacy is not just having someone you can share everything mm-hmm. with. It's having someone you have shared everything mm-hmm. with. That's really good. And there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Not everyone should know everything about you, but someone should. Right. And if you're married, one of those people is your spouse. Right. But you need someone else as well. Mm-hmm. Someone in your life should know everything about you. Typically someone of the same sex. Right. Um, so for me, I need a friend who's a male that I can, sh- that I have shared everything with. And I, and I do have that in my life and you do as well, uh, for your life, a female in your life as well. Sadly, I know of marriages where this is not the case. Hmm. There are certain subjects that are off limits to talk about hmm. certain struggles or strongholds that they know exist, but they are not discussed. They don't seek healing or resolution. Hmm. And that's sad to me. It just breaks my heart. I know. I know. And listen, if a marriage does not get to this level, hmm. they will never thrive in the last one. Hmm. You will never thrive sexually until your marriage is thriving spiritually. Hmm. Again, wow. you, you might have sex. Right. It will most likely even feel good. But you will never thrive hmm. sexually the way God intended. Right. Until your marriage is thriving spiritually, being fully vulnerable, fully naked, physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. That leads to thriving then sexually. Thoughts? I was just thinking that um, we only live on earth for such a short amount of time. So why do you want to live on earth such a mediocre life? Like, Mm. why don't you want to live your best, do your best, be your best, especially if Jesus is living in your heart? Why not want, why don't you want him to use you as best as he can in other people's lives, in your own life? I don't know. I I just, I can't, I mean, I know at one time I struggled with this and I kept secrets. Like I, I have lived all of this the wrong way, but in the, last four years, um, Jesus has done such a great work. And now I can't imagine, uh, going back and hiding in isolation. So, I mean, what, for you, what was it that held? I I, I think I know the answer, whether you do, whether you're going to have the same thing or not, but it's fear. Oh, sure. It's, it's fear of letting someone into those dark places. It's fear of telling the world what that, whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with. Well, and I think the enemy, because 
We live yeah. in isolation. He convinces us that we are the only yeah. ones that feel that this way. We're the only ones that have experienced this. We're the only ones that have ever gone through this. And that's such a lie. Yep. And I was, I was, uh, paralyzed by fear and didn't know what anxiety was and didn't have anybody talking to me about it. So yeah. I didn't, I had close friends, but none of them were talking to me about their anxiety or knowing about anxiety or my family yeah. having anxiety. Like I just, I didn't know any of that because it wasn't talked about. Yeah. And I would just rather shine the light into the darkness as much as possible because the enemy knows he can't win. Yeah. He already knows who's won. And I don't want him to get any little bit of a hold on me yeah. ever yeah. again. It's good. And even even when you just talk about the sexual part of, of marriage, like when you talk about the enemy convincing you that no one else is, is going through this, like if you're in a what's considered a non-sexual marriage less than 10 times a year, 20% of couples yeah. are in the same boat. Right. You're not, you're not alone. alone. No. And, and we're going to get into that in, in the next podcast. So you, so you have physical intimacy, relational intimacy, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, and there's only one more. And again, notice I can experience all four mm -hmm. levels of intimacy here, intimacy here and not have to be married. Mm -hmm. And I should, I feel like that should give singles hope yes. because even Paul was like, stay single. Yeah. But if you can't control yourself, then get married. Yep. I mean, so being single is not a curse. It's such a blessing. Yeah. It, yep. It can be a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In fact, I, we, we both experience all four of these levels outside of our marriage. Right. And we should, mm -hmm. we, we need to be experiencing all four levels with someone else right. reserving the fifth level for only one person, Wait, just, I just you and I. I just thought of when we're experiencing this outside of our marriage, it just, I think it makes us better inside Absolutely. of our marriage. That is really marriage. good right there. Yes. It, it goes hand in hand. Yes. That is so You good. need outside so that you can be good inside. Yes. You need inside so you can be good outside. It yes. just makes you a better person. That is awesome. I love that. That was unplanned and really good. <laughs> uh, so again, outside of my wife, and she would say the same thing, the list is short. Yes. Like I can count on less than one hand. Yeah. The people who have all four levels of intimacy with me in my life. And again, we need that. And I love what you just said. <laughs> Having that actually helps our marriage be better. Yeah. And when we experience all five in marriage, it mm -hmm. helps those relationships be better, which is awesome. We need people in our lives who have access to every level. Now, there's only one level of intimacy reserved for marriage. Mm -hmm. Only one level that God said, I have set this apart hmm. for a man and a woman in marriage. That's the fifth level, which is what? Sexual intimacy. Sexual intimacy. You can have sex outside of marriage. That is the truth. Yeah. But I don't think it's true intimacy. Right. It's pleasurable, or at least it's designed to me to be, but it's not true intimacy. Mm -mm. True Healthy intimacy, including sexual intimacy, will not only be experienced inside the boundaries that will, will only be experienced yeah. inside the boundaries that God gave us. One man, one woman until death do us part. I said this on the last podcast. I fully believe that sexual intimacy is the fruit of being healthy hmm. in the other areas of intimacy in marriage. If there is not regular and consistent sexual intimacy in a marriage, it's a sign of something mm. else wrong in the marriage Man. 
or in one of the individuals. And I know there are a ton of factors that go into this, which is why we're taking a whole podcast for it next time. Sabrina, before we close, anything you want to add? No, I was just thinking when you said you can have sex outside Mm -hmm. of marriage and it will probably feel good, but you're also connecting your souls together and you leave a piece with them and and they they leave a piece with you. And that never goes away. Nope. God can break it, but you got to shine the light into that soul tie and you got to work with somebody to help you break it. But man, it is such a connection that you just don't realize because God designed it. Yep. And we're actually getting into that on the next episode. I've already started working on the next one. And uh, there's even scripture that tells us that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to get into that next time. In two weeks, on April 27th, we are devoting an entire episode to sex. We're going to talk about some common roadblocks to sexual intimacy. And we are going to talk about some ways to cultivate sexual intimacy in your marriage. We're going to get real and raw <laughs> about sex in our life. We've been saying since we started this podcast that one of these days we'll talk about that. Yeah. And now we're going to have to. So it's going to be fun. Sabrina, you nervous for that one? No, I'm not nervous because we struggle. Yep. And so I, I think it'll be good for us to... Talk about it. Yeah, to be transparent yeah. and share. and Well, I have to pray for wisdom on what we should and shouldn't share. Yes. Because knowing you and I, we could get in lots of trouble. <laughs> we don't want to embarrass our kiddos. <laughs> yeah. So no matter how you guys joined us today, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube, thanks for tuning in. If you could do us a huge favor and please share the podcast with one person mm-hmm. this week, that would be great. Just share it on your social media. Text it to someone you know, email a family member or a friend, even Write a note and put it in the mail if you want to. That would be fantastic. Also, subscribe and leave a review wherever you are watching or listening from. That's all we have. So, Sabrina, let's end with our marriage mission. We We are are united united in Christ, Christ, unstoppable with Christ, and unbreakable because of Christ. Now it's time for you to go get naked. And party. See you on the other side. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Naked Party Time podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on all of your podcast platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure and subscribe as well. For more content, go to jeffmanis.com.